Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans On Demand podcast. I hope you're ready for the Loans On Demand podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And today I'm excited to have Jason Frazier with us. He's a chief strategy officer over at EPM. Uh, and he does all, all kinds of other cool things with podcasts and marketing and all kinds of cool things that uh, you know I've been following him for a while. And so you know, thought it was a good idea to have him on the show. So Jason, welcome. Thank you for being here, man. Well, Luke, thanks, man. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Excited, uh, excited to, to get rocking and rolling with this. Awesome, man. Awesome. So real quick, you know, one of the biggest things that I like to talk about is obviously kind of, you know, what the what the path has been to where you're at now. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, well, not a fan, but you know, I just understand that that success only comes from, you know, a lot of times struggle, right? And so just kind of talk yeah. about the journey to where you're at now. Um, and just, you know, how, how have you reached, you know, I mean, obviously, your chief strategy officer at EPM, so you must have done something, right? Yeah, no, and so yeah, and I don't want to bore your your audience because I know there's there's more valuable stuff for us to talk about. But sure. just you know, look, I'm a second generation mortgage professional, born into the industry literally, and um, you know I didn't join the industry till 2009. Prior to that, I worked in venture capital, technology startups, worked for a hedge fund. I worked for Peter Thiel, who's the founder of PayPal. Nice. And so that's where I came from. And then 2009, joined the family business because my family owns a mortgage company mm-hmm. uh, still to this day. It's called Mason McDuffie. So shout out to the Mason oh, Mac nice. family in, in California. Um, but I, I went on my own and 18 to do my own thing. Uh, I, I'm also a you know a public speaker, sp- you know spoken you know across the country to both agents and loan officers about marketing and technology, mindset, innovation, disruption. Um, I am a little. Bit, I've been called a disruptor. I'm not really you know comfortable with that term and an influencer and stuff like that. <laughs> I'd rather just be known as a thought leader, someone that thinks differently, but also someone that is passionate about making sure that our industry endures through all the disruption that's happening. Um, sure. So, uh, you know, I, I did that. Uh, I, you know, I've uh, been a consultant. I'm an advisor to a few companies. I've um, uh, been here at EPM for uh, a little bit over eight months here in Atlanta, live in Atlanta now. So, uh, you know, that's that's my story. I did it through a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, uh, Gary Vee was, was instrumental in my you know, mentor from afar, and it all came together in, in, in 2019 to be able to speak at his Agent 2021 conference. So I've met awesome. him, got to meet him and hang out with him a couple of times. And, and, you know, for me, the journey was all about 2016. I decided to go all in on my personal brand as a way to help my company brand um, and, you know, took over marketing there as CMO. So I've, I've held the CIO role, CMO, CSO, uh, like I do now here at EPM. And, um, you know, it's all about just putting myself out there. So everything I'm talking about is as a practitioner, right? I've helped uh, a ton of loan officers and real estate agents get business, mm-hmm. close deals, all that stuff from a point of customer experience, marketing, and technology. I'm never going to sit up here. I'm not a licensed uh, originator, not a licensed agent. However, I've closed millions, not closed, but I've referred millions of deal deals for both channels throughout since 20, or actually since 2018. Uh, just based off of what I do in the industry by being out there, by doing Facebook lives, by doing podcasts, by doing interviews and that type of stuff. So people bring to me, I've, I'm a connector. Uh, so even though I'm not a licensed, uh, you know, on any of those, I'll never tell you how to be a better agent, how to be a better loan officer, but I'll tell you how to grab attention and how to get, right. you know, and, and how to get deals. Which is, which is amazing, right? And that's, 
part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show, right? Because I know uh, what you're doing for this space. I mean, the, the reality about the loan and, and the real estate space is it's a little bit backwards, right? You know, they, they, yeah. they, they take a little bit of time to adjust to new platforms, to, um, to mm-hmm. new marketing strategies, things like that, right? I mean, the, the average uh, LO starts at a retail shop or even, you know, probably even a broker shop and, hey, what do I do to go get business? Well, go yeah. cold call real estate agents, go to BNIs, go to networking mm-hmm. events, things like that. And that all works, right? There's nothing against that. Like, I'm a big fan of just, you know, doing what, what you need to do to get the business, especially at the beginning. But I, I do know there's also better ways to do that, right? And so yeah. um, I know one of the things that you do a lot is, is obviously you do a lot of social media marketing uh, and and you would probably just call it just brand building, whatever you want to call it, right? Like same, same as, yeah. you know, I, I grew my whole business pretty much using organic marketing. It wasn't until... I think early 2020 that I really started putting a lot behind my ad spend. Um, yep. Up until then, it was all just organic. And, and it was incredible to see like what you can achieve by being consistent on, on social media. So talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, I know you've built a pretty, pretty good brand over the last, you know, what is it? Five, five, six years um, mm-hmm. in this space. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, it's gotten you to some pretty lofty places, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. If a loan officer did exactly what I did, they would be running. They would be running the show. And 100%. And, you know, they wouldn't have to lay back on some of these older techniques that, again, they work. And I'm not going right. to tell some if something's working for you, if it's cold and, and you enjoy doing it, then, you know, hey, power be to you. Right. But right. I, I'm never right. going to sit here and double down on techniques that w- will not be effective over time, especially this next decade. Right. right. I'm all about, I, I believe the loan officer should be in the first position with the consumer. Right. I but agree. we, we yielded that battle to the agents years ago, right? Uh-huh. And and also loan officers should never be dependent on somebody else for their business. Right. Right. Not fully they at least. Shouldn't. They should be getting to the consumer first. So that's what I focus on. I'm not saying don't have agent relationships. I'm not saying don't have great referral partners. I'm just saying don't be dependent on that. And because and I'll ask you right now for the loan officers that are listening to this, think about this one thing. If agents, because agents are being disrupted faster than the mortgage industry. And so if anybody's going to be worried about their career, now I'm talking about good agents, or uh, right, I'm talking right. about like the average to low, you know, below, which is a majority of the agents out there, right? right There's right, very right. few 80%. great agents, right? And so the, they're, they're going to be fine no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's the other ones that you're dependent on or whatever. If they went away tomorrow, how bad would that affect your business, right? I would imagine that most of you are going to raise your hand and say probably 70%, 80 maybe 100% of your business goes away tomorrow in a snap if that happens, right? You need to be getting the consumer first. And you do that by understanding one thing is that the consumer does not want a mortgage. Nobody wakes up <laughs> saying, I want to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debts. I want to give you access to my bank account. I want to I want to get all this paperwork. I want to go through all that stuff and have to give condition. Nobody wants to do that. So why are we selling that? Sell what they want. Sell the dream, which is home ownership, right? Yep, yep. Or if they're refinancing, sell the reasons why. At, at, at loan officers are always being taught about the industry in regards to marketing. And at the end of the day, we're, 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 we're doubling down on something that the consumer doesn't care about. I'm right. about attention, right? My framework is act. Attention, content, traffic, period, end, right? That is all I talk about because that's all you need to do, right? If you have their attention, that's currency and that's relevancy, mm-hmm. period, right? So focus on that stuff. Yes, if you when you're just starting out, if loan officers are listening to this and you're just starting out, it's gonna be tough. One, find a mentor, find someone that's done, right? Find someone in your office or find someone that you can learn from and they're out there or join a coaching group. I happen to be a coach for next level, right? That's a great group because you're in your, your, the coaches are in the trenches, originators doing it. 
I have, mm-hmm. I've, I've helped a lot of loan office, new loan officers with, with that. And it's very inexpensive, but you need to either get a, co- a vision for success by Christine uh, Beckwith, who's a partner sure. of mine, sure. another great coaching group, but do that either find a mentor or find a coaching group to, to understand how to be successful in this business, right? Do that, find a mentor and then worry about like, don't, don't I see so many people coming like who won, who has the best and cheap leads, right? Like you, you need to get that <laughs> mindset. You need, to, yes. you need to get rid of that cost mindset. It's an investment, right? Either you decided to be a loan originator because you're going to invest in being the best, right? My message doesn't work for the average. I didn't come on this podcast or I didn't go speak at an event last week to teach you to be average. I teach you how to be the best, right? right? Period. Right. That's it. Because otherwise, why are you doing it, right? Are you just doing it because, hey, I heard my, my buddy's a broker. And, and, and look, we get a lot of new loan officers now because 2020 was insane. And there was a ton of business. Everyone's like, look, now I can make all this money easily. You're finding out the hard way that it doesn't work that way. It's this right. is a grind. This industry is not for the weak. It's for the strong, right? That's why I have a ton of respect for the loan officers putting the grind in day day in and day out, dealing with everything they have to do to you know to do that. My job is to to make that easier for them when it goes out and to get to the consumer first. And you do that by marketing to what the consumer wants, right? So right. get to the consumer first. Yes, absolutely. Get to know everybody. Make sure everyone knows what you're doing. Right. That's always going to be good advice. However sitting out there cold calling rentals. If you ask most agents, they hate Mondays. Why? Because everyone that goes through the classic coaching groups are <laughs> calling them all day long. Hey, how's it going? You know, go call, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like they don't, they hate that. They do not like that. But then you'll hear from people that are still talking about it because, hey, yeah, I do that and that works. But they're trading on something in a relationship and a, and a tactic that worked for them when it worked. And they're 20 still years trading ago. off that. Right. And they had value. Right. So don't get me wrong. There isn't value there. And it doesn't mean that it still could work. But the point is that it had like you will never be successful doing a tactic that you hate. You just won't. And right. So and if you hate cold calling, if you hate doing that stuff and you talk to agents, same thing, like they don't want to do door knocking. They hate all that crap. So they found a different way to do it. Right. You could find a different way to do it. And there's so many easy ways to do it. But none of them focus on mortgage. None right. of them focus on mortgage, and right. that's where originators, you know, get lost. One of the things that I hated doing was going to networking events. That was one of the ways. Like at the very beginning, was like, you need to go to networking events. I'm great at networking online, and that's how I I learned to network online. Was you know, because I would go to networking events and I like hide in the corner, like because <laughs> I just I don't yeah. know. I'm a, I'm a little shy when it comes to like not knowing a single person there, right? And so yep. it, it's very important. I, I I agree, man. With so many so many ways that that people are doing things. The, the problem with doing things that you hate over and over and over again is like you're probably not going to be consistent long term, and you're not going to no. see the results that you really truly want. So you're going to cold call for like a week. Oh, that didn't work. But the reality is, you probably need a cold call for six months before you can chalk that out as 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 a loss, right? Like, oh well, that wasn't that didn't work for me. Um, and yep. that's the reality of any sort of marketing that you, you do. It needs to be consistent, right? You know, Jason's talking about, um, you know, marketing online, right? Talking about it, acting, you know, the ACT, right? And it's like part yep. of the problem is people will post a couple of times. Oh, I didn't get any engagement on my posts or whatever. They're not consistent. Like I think social media yep. marketing, especially if you're just doing it organically, it, it takes a good six to eight, 12 months till you start to get traction. People start to see your stuff. They're like, cool, this person, you know, and I think it's important to notice too, is like one of the the biggest uh, uh, pitfalls that I see with, with loan officers, with with any sort of industry, right. Is they get caught up in this idea that they have to sell all the time. So they're always talking about the more, again, the mortgages, you know, mortgages aren't sexy, uh, but they start Mm -hmm. talking about that stuff. And it's like, people, people really want to relate to you too. So like people want to do business with people that they're similar to. So it's like talking about your family, like what's your, you know, what you're eating, like random stuff like that. Not all the time, right? Like, you know, but like mixing that stuff in to your business posts 
And business really mm-hmm. should be like a small percentage of what you talk about, right? I mean, I'm assuming that's uh, kind of C2, right? No, 100%. In fact, so we just had an event in Fort Lauderdale. And so I was speaking at that and talking about and had that exact same question from the crowd loan officers like, hey, I'm kind of new, like, what should I do percentage wise of, of marketing? And I said, look, honestly, you shouldn't, you should try to do as least amount as possible, but 80, 20 max, right? The 80, 20 rule, which could be used for a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but 80, 20, 80%, you know, interest, 20% mortgage focus. But, and here's the thing, like from a mortgage, you could do all the mortgage focus content you want, but do it around the story of the person right. you just helped. Yep. Yep. Tell stories, tell stories, do that. If you want to do mortgage content, don't do rates and what everything's else. Cause here, here's what nobody will tell you. Right. And, and don't use 20 to anybody right now that it's trading off of what happened in 2020 is going, <laughs> is art is in for a rude awakening. Right. They right. don't remember 2016, 2017. Like they don't understand, especially if they're new, they don't understand. And they're in their Facebook groups yapping about this and that and record months and all that other stuff. Congrats. Who didn't? Right. And if you did, right. you're going to have to reevaluate your business. But here's right. the thing, right. right? Nobody cares. Right. So you, you tell the stories because that's what's going to matter. That's how you're going to attract people. Because if you just help someone, a VA, a veteran, if you just help someone, a first time home buyer that was turned down somewhere else, that's the story that's going to, re- that's what people are going to watch. They're not going to watch something about rates or anything else. But here's the thing you cannot stand out by being the same as everybody else. Right. At that point, you're a commodity. And commodities mean there's no differentiator between you and something else. It's like getting gas or anything else. And if this becomes a commodity game, you're going to lose. You're going to lose the quicken. You're going to lose the better mortgage. You're going to use that because it's going to be all about price. And that's right, the thing. Right. If this industry becomes about price, then we lose as an industry. And so originators need to understand that they're not just playing for themselves. They're playing for the industry, right? So the marketing that I teach, the stuff that I'm talking about is what other companies that run, that rule, Every other vertical, that's the type of marketing that they use. And for some reason, someone, some leader somewhere that has attention mentioned that our industry is different, that our industry has to be different because it's a high ticket item. In fact, it's more important because of that, right? right? Because here's the thing, In in a commoditized industry, the only way to stand out is by being 10x better in something. You're not going to be 10x better in service. You're not going to be 10x better in rate. And you're not going to be 10x better in experience. What you can be is 10 times better in your marketing. Period. Sure. And if that's the case in a commodity play, which is unfortunately our industry was did a great job at commoditizing what we do the last decade. If that's the play, then your marketing needs to be better. Why are you different? What's your true value add as an originator? And you double down on that. And here's the thing: once you figure that out and you learn marketing, guess what? That's the number one thing that agents want. So if you can be a master at marketing, which as my buddy Shane Kidwell says all the time. I'm a marketer. I just happen to do mortgages, right? right? Yep. And if you really get that mindset, guess what? Then you could teach agents. And, and this is what you're doing. This is what agents want, right? Now, some, yes, some want, you know, copay on Zillow leads, which you should never do, right? Because you're basically giving money to a competitor. But here's right. the thing, like they want co-market or they want, sometimes they want kickbacks, whatever, right? The point is, is that the right agents, the good agents want you to help them with their business, want yep. you to help them grow their business, Right. Mm-hmm. And marketing is a way to do that. So if you understand how to do this for your business, it's an easy transition to help an agent. And if you do that and you help an agent teach them how to do a Facebook ad or teach them a marketing tactic that you learn, you know, from somebody or you learn from me, you learn from watching YouTube, you learn from listening to this podcast, another speaker or whatever, then you take that and then you use that as a value add to your agent to help them get business. And if you do that, especially when it comes because what, what will happen 
is, and this is where loan officers, again, are, are too focused on instant ROI, instant gratification, is that then you will get seller leads, right? If you do this right, you get seller leads. And what does every agent want the most of? They want listings. Yes. Buyers aren't hard to get. Especially right now. Sellers, especially now, right? Everyone's a buyer. Right. Getting listings, doing that, being an advisor, being an expert, giving that expert advice to help agents get listings, that is valuable. That's how you make your play, right? And it, But it's hard work. I'm not going to lie. You're talking sure. about hours and hours and hours. But here's the thing. You know, Luke, you mentioned it like six, eight months, right? You talk to some originators that have made this play. They ate crap for six, seven months, but then it finally hit. And then when it hits, it's a snowball going downhill. It does totally. not stop. And then they've created their whole business. They've created a great, successful business that they could just go in and do it more and more and more and more. And then they're out there. And because social media is new TV, now they're like a celebrity, right? Now they're 100%. on podcasts. They're, yeah, they're speaking at events. They're doing a lot. I, I'm living proof of that stuff, yep. right? And and like, there's nothing special same. about me. I just think about things different, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that because it's the same thing, right? Like people were like, actually look at me and be like, oh man, I'm like, bro, I'm just a normal guy. Like, stop. Like, I'm not like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I yeah, have a podcast right? now and things like that. And so, yeah, you, you get to, you almost elevate yourself because instead of being a content um, consumer, you're a creator, right? And that's one of the biggest things too, is it's very easy. And this is something I've done recently is I've actually pulled back a lot just because I found myself spending far too much time. Uh, and and I, actually, my anxiety levels went up too, because I was spending too much time on social media. But but the, the, the reality is, as, as, a, as a, a content creator, you should be spending most of your time creating content, right? And maybe 20% consuming, because it is important to, to interact with people. If you really want to have a good strategy online, you really do need to have conversations with people and, and, you know, comment on their stuff. If you're always only putting out content, never interacting with people, you know, you start to get a little tone deaf as like, you know, yeah. uh, you, you're just too big for everybody, right? You know, so you're just posting your stuff stuff and running away and not talking to anybody. So, um, but it's, it's interesting, right? Six, eight months, you know, it takes time. Um, and, and the other thing, people that they fear, they fear it, right? Like it's one of the things with, with even videos right now, like I'll do videos all day, but videos I'm like still almost scared to do. Right. It's like, I don't know why it just has like this, yeah. this weird thing about it, but everybody's so fearful of these things. And, and, and the reality is most of the time, no one's actually going to see it. Cause you're, you're going to, first of all, like if you, if you haven't ever done any sort of posting online or anything like that, you're going to be really low. No one's actually going to be paying attention. You're going to get, you know, maybe three or four people are going to like it. Like, so it's not that big of a deal. If you suck at writing, if you suck at telling stories, guess what? Like you do this for a year, you're all of a sudden going to be really good at telling stories, right? You're going to be really good at coming yeah. up with content because at first it's hard to like, what do I talk about? What do I put out? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you start to develop the muscle around, uh, you know, what you're, what you're talking about and you start talking, you know, and I love, I, I like to break it down into you know, kind of almost like thirds, right? Like I talk about like family type stuff, just fun sort of stuff for like one third. Uh, I, I like to do like thought leader stuff as like another third. And then maybe, maybe a third of business. And I would even say just a third of business. Like, you know, that's like yep. telling stories about what happened in your business more so than just like, Hey, who wants a 2.75 rate right now? You know, that's, that's the type of stuff you don't really want to talk about too much, like maybe 10% yeah. or less. Yeah, but, yeah man, no, it's totally. That's, that's, man, that's so, so I love it, man. And so, so tell me, I know you, you work a, a ton. Um, tell me what sort of drives you to, to, uh, you know, achieve what you achieve and, and what, what's kind of driving you to do this all. Yeah. I mean, look, I, for me, it's just what I do. It's just how I'm built. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and look, everyone could talk about like, yes, I have a family that I love and I want to support and provide for, but honestly, that's like the, that's the easy answer for my why. 
Right. And, and my why is I want to be the best, right? Our time on, and look, this is where it's going to get a little deep and some people can believe it or not believe that this is how I really am, but it is right. And, and now I will also say that this isn't how I always was too. Right. Sure. Sure. But, but now I've always been someone that was driven like to be the best and from a competitive sure. standpoint, like no matter what I was doing. Right. And so always wanted to be the best at what I did. Um, but as I look at it now, and I'll tell you right now, I can, I, in, in a hundred percent honest and anyone that really knows me will, will tell you that this is true is that if I won the lottery today, I would still be coming in the work on Monday. Right now, my life would be drastically different and I would have a, probably a better car and some cool stuff. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. I would do yeah. a lot more fun things. Sure. Right. But I'd still be working. Right. I'd still be doing what I do because I love what I do. I found, I have a calling in this life and it, it's what I do. Right now, a lot of people will say, Hey, you're not your work. You, I am, I am what I do. Right. And it's again, it's not, it's not because I feel I have to, meaning like I, I'm someone's requiring me to do it, but that's sure, just how sure. I'm built. Right. Just like a baseball player plays baseball or basketball or football player, or whatever. That's their call. Right. For the most part, some just pay it because that's what they've always done. Right. Right. But that's my calling to do this. I'm a professional mortgage professional, you know, like that's it. Like I'm a player, like a professional mortgage player. Right. And this or a professional marketing player. Like that's who I am. So that's, that's the drive. And and I'm driven to be the best at this. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to be the best. And I'm also driven by not wanting to see this industry go to way because it, because it's not what's best for the consumer or the market. Right. Yielding as much ground as we've had to fintech lenders and to people that don't ultimately serve the consumer because they're not advisors and they're not experts and they're not local. Right. Right, right. And I know a lot of people use that argument in other industries, but in ours, it actually makes a difference. Right. Because I see it all the time. I see people that don't get qualified or get screwed over by cost, whatever, because they're just dealing with headset jockeys. They're not dealing with true professional mortgage players, you know, certified mortgage advisors, you know, certified mortgage, you know, people that actually have spent time in investing in being the best. Right. Because there's things that they know that other people will never know. Right. And there's, you know, that expertise from experience is important. And you're just not going to get that by working in a call center. Right. Because then again, that's what I'm talking about is it comes down to, 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 to price. Right. Sure. Sure. And in this industry, it is. And, and this is the thing is that like, this is a relationship industry and you have a great chance to affect a generation of wealth for a family that you help get into a house. Sure. Right. Sure, sure. And, and so that's, that's something there's very, very few industries in the world that when we do our jobs, right, we change somebody's life or we fulfill a dream, right? Now, everyone may want like an Audi or own an <laughs> iPad or an iPhone, right? Like they love sure. that. Like I love it, but it's not a dream. They don't sit, sit up at night thinking about they're in a crappy apartment in an unsafe area. Their kids can't play in a backyard, something like that, right? So that's stickiness that you don't get anywhere else, right? So there is that value to what we do as an industry, right? Well, so my drive and passion is that. And that, and that's amazing, man. And, and the other thing too, I think the the thing that people don't think about too is, is I think the homeowners, I think is 40 times more uh, more wealthy than a, than a renter. Yeah. So like yeah. not only, yeah, are you fulfilling someone's dream, things like that, but you're actually changing the trajectory of their life, right? Like, because, because the likelihood of them gaining wealth from, from, buying a house is, is very, very high. Right. And so, you know, I think that's something oh, that yeah. we forget. Um, and, and, and I want to kind of circle back around to something else you said was, you know, 
people are then going to quick and things like that. And I think there's something to be said about that because um, I think, you know, when it comes back to your marketing point at the beginning of the show was do what those people are doing because they understand one thing, right? They understand that the consumer wants something that's easy. They want something that, you know, push button, get mortgage, right? Like they're doing something mm-hmm. right. Like are they serving the consumer at the highest level? No, right? That's something that that the local, mm-hmm. you know, experts can do, right? But but how do you how do you get in front of those people before the people that are telling them, hey, it's push button, get get mortgage? Obviously, like we all know, you know, that that's not always the case, or it could be the case, but you know, then you're paying yeah. an extra, you know, point in fees or whatever. Um, and so I think that's important to, to talk about, right? It's like, all right, so how are you going to use the same strategies that these big players are using to get attention to, you know, because there's a reason why people don't, I mean, people do care about rate, but they don't care about rate as much as people think they do, right? They don't care about price yeah. as much as they, as, as they say they do, right? They, they want it yeah. to be easy. They want someone who's an expert that, that assures them. Um, but how do you get in front of those people? Right. And I, I think when you said direct to the consumer is important too. Like if you truly care about your clients, like wouldn't you do anything possible to get in front of your consumers before they go to Quicken? Yep. You know, I get so many people that are like, oh, they're against marketing, they're against spending money. And obviously, you know, I'm a lead guy. So I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not gonna say, dude, just do something to get in front of the consumer. Like, you don't have to do Facebook ads, and be like what do whatever, but it has to be something that you have to be passionate about getting in front of these people because you truly believe that your service is better for the consumer than someone else's service, right? Than the quickens and the than the uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, fairways out there. I mean, fairways are a decent company too, so I'm not gonna talk too much. But, <laughs> but definitely just lost. Just lost some audience now. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what did I say? <laughs> no, this is a uh, so yeah, so great great question. And so this is one is getting to the consumer first. We talked about that, right? So how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And I, it, I just wrote an article about this probably like a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, right? One is you know you want to know how you beat Quicken is you don't try, right? You're not sure. going to beat Quicken at Quicken's game, right? Sure. Look, they they have won the macro. They just have. They're on Super Bowl commercials, college football playoff. They're you know everywhere commercial. They're, they're just in the everything, right? You're not going to beat Quicken at the macro, but where you can win and where you can beat Quicken and fintech lenders is in the micro, and that's local. So you got to win local. So that's where you start, and you could do that actually pretty cheaply and easily if you just right. want to do some things. Again, it's a lot of work, but you do it. And here's the thing: if you do this, everything else down the road becomes easier, right? Right, right, if you, right. It, Like, for example, even if you want to buy leads, right? Great, do this first because this will lead to a higher conversion when you do, right? Yep. Because you'll be known, right? That's the thing is, it, again, attention, content, traffic. And how you get attention? By building awareness of yourself. So you could run, uh, a, I, I, so I, I teach this thing called the $2 a day strategy on Facebook. Love it. It's the easiest Facebook ad you'll ever do. And it's not about converting. Let's remember building awareness. You spend $2 yep. a day. You do a video on your phone about something that's not mortgage related. And you don't start off with, hi, I'm Jason Frazier. I work for EPM mortgages <laughs> and I do all that stuff. So you've already lost them because no one gives a yeah. shit, right? Yeah. You've already yeah. lost. I don't know if you could cuss, but I did, but yeah, sorry. Cool but here's the thing is that like, is like no one cares, right? So you start off and I, look, I, you can't, I know my, my background kind of sucks right now. But like I could be doing this in front of like State Farm Arena down in the Hawks, and I'd be like, "Hey, guess what? I just heard you know next season they're going to be at 100 capacity. Actually, guess what? They're going to be at 100 capacity here for the Mark Anthony concert here at the end of the month. Uh, so I should highly recommend you check it out. It's going to be a great event. You do it on your phone, vertical. You put it on your business page, and you run a video views ad to wherever you do business. And guess what? They'd be like, "Well, why would I do that? It's like that. How am I going to get business from that? 
trust me, you get business. There's a reason why people do this. There's a reason why people continue to do this is because it, 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 it helps with their awareness. And sometimes you will get business. So they're like, who is this guy? Like, I don't know. Oh, he's a mortgage. Hey, I need to get a refi. Or I know someone's going to like, maybe this guy could help. Right. You just want to be top of mind. Right. I hate using that term. It's actually, it's not top of mind. It's really, you just, you need to have attention. Right. Right. You need to be relevant. And so when you do that vertical video, you run that, you run that for a week. Generally, what I found is the people that run the awareness videos, they spend probably about eight to 10 bucks a week. Okay. Eight to 10 bucks oh, a week. Man, that's too Think much, about man. that. Right. That's yeah, it's too and much. Go to Starbucks sorry twice. About that. Don't yeah, don't go to Starbucks twice and you've already paid for it. They get they, yeah, yeah, yeah. for about 10 bucks a week, they will end up having um about 12 to 1300 views and about and, and a reach of about 2200 right sure, now sure, sure. do that do that throughout a, a month right and then do the math and then you do it again you do different videos like that over and over and over again and then all, all of a sudden you become the person that they see everywhere and you become like the ambassador of that area oh that guy's over here oh that coffee shop that blah 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 then you get local businesses involved now you're creating a, a network of people that know who you are by really just talking about something else it's the difference between being interesting or being interested Right, right? right, right. The $2 a day strategy is about being interested in others and other places. Interesting is you're just about yourself, right? right and right, again, right, like right. I said, nobody knows who you are and nobody cares. What everyone tries to do is, is go, this is top of funnel. Everyone tries to go to the bottom funnel first, right? Everyone wants them to fill out an app to do that before you've right, done well, anything. Why would you want to have someone filling out apps without doing any type of pre-prospecting and, and not understanding, hey, guess what? Here's the biggest secret no one will tell you, right? Everybody's a lead, but not everyone's a prospect, right? But yet we treat everybody like a prospect. No, you need to be doing some pre-qualification without the term pre-qualification and mortgage, but understanding, are they just a lead or are they really a prospect? And then once they're in the prospect, that way you don't have your LOS just filled up with a bunch of garbage and, and, and crap. You actually have true prospects, but you do that by building awareness or you do a YouTube play and do videos. Why do you, when, what do people look at when they're moving to an area? They look at parks, museum, things to do for kids, places to eat, stuff like that. And if you go on YouTube right now, go to your local, local market and do best places to eat in you know Atlanta or whatever your market happens to be and see what videos pop up. So you will see quick. one, not, yeah, go ahead. Real quick. So so this strategy, and, and you can talk about this after you finish, but um, I've seen people do this a lot, but then what I see that's kind of cringy is then they start talking about their business at the end. What what are your thoughts on that too? <laughs> no, no, you don't, you, don't, you don't talk about your business ever. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Ever. You never talk about your business. All you do is just you go in there, you do the video, and at the end, and um, you may say, like, you know, hey, if you didn't mention your name at all, just saying, um, hey, this is Jason Frazier. I hope you enjoyed this video. Right. Don't say I'm a mortgage this because guess what? You're running it from your business page, which, if you did it right, is going to have some form of mortgage in the title or something there that says that you are a broker or uh, an originator, whatever right? That's what you focus on. Don't t talk about your business at the end, because again, nobody cares. No one's watching. No one comes to the Facebook to be pitched about mortgages, right? That's the difference. Look, marketing is this. It's two things. It's either interruption or intent. Most of the marketing that we do in this industry is interruption. And mm -hmm. if you're going to interrupt something, you better interrupting with something that they care about. Because guess what? If you interrupt them with something that they have no need, want, or for, not only will they not watch all the way through or remember who you are, but then they'll like oh, spam. Don't want to see any more of that. Right, right. I don't want to see any more of that ad because that sucked. Right, that that wasted my time because you're already interrupting. YouTube's about intent, right? And so getting back to what I was going to say before is on YouTube, when you're searching, like again, 
when people move, they look for parks, places for kids, that type of stuff. What's I, I'm being relocated to Atlanta. What is in Atlanta? What should I know? Where should I go? Where should I eat? What, what, what suburbs? If a loan officer would take the time to own these markets and talk about things that people care about because they search on YouTube for these things, they'll get all the business they want, even if they don't know anybody in that market, even if they just moved there. And if you want proof, talk to my friend, Karen Carr in Savannah, Georgia. She did the exact same strategy, right? So not now, not only is there an entire business built off of that and talking about like crazy views, now she talks about this. She trains agents on how to do this. She's a speaker and all that stuff. Again, just by going all in on something that she, because she didn't want a cold call, she didn't want a freaking door knock. She wanted to do this. And, 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 and whenever I say this, oh, well, she's a real estate agent. Oh, that doesn't matter. Get that mindset out of your head. If you, as an originator, would start marketing like agents, your world gets a lot better, right? right? We're doing okay. the exact same thing. And here's the thing that, like I mentioned, Nobody wants a mortgage because they don't. They want the house. So focus on that. But they need what we have, right? So that right. in itself is important, but don't focus it as a want because nobody wants that. Focus on the need. Focus on the reasons why someone is doing that. And when they do move and relocate, what do they care about? Food, right? Schools, that type of stuff, right? And then this is a cool thing. Get an agent saying, hey, I'm doing a series. Like, for example, I live in a, in a, in a, in a city called Alpharetta. Roswell's around there, John's Creek's around there. So I get with an agent and go each city and do like, hey, this is the cool thing about downtown Roswell. And these are the cool things to see and da, 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 da. And now when I was moving here, I saw some agents actually do that because guess what? They listened to somebody knowing that that is what people cared about, right? And sure, those sure. views on those videos are far better Way than better. the other canned crap that's out there. And that's yep, how you yep. get leads because guess what? They're like, oh man, I'm thinking about relocating. And if they don't have a network, they don't know a loan officer, they don't know that. But here's the thing is that you want to be the person that they think of when the, when the topic of real estate comes up, all real estate, commercial, residential, insurance, all that stuff. You need to be the hub instead of the agent, right? And I'll tell you right now, the good agents will be happy to be fed leads and buyers and sellers yes. as opposed the other way around, instead of title coming to them, credit repair coming to them, insurance coming to them, all that and loan originators coming to them, you be the hub, right? You will have all the agents you could ever want. You'll have all the partners you could ever want. And you will have all the business you could ever want. If you execute on that, it does take, and people were like, well, that sounds easy enough. It conceptually it is. It's a lot of work. And as Luke mentioned, this is like a six to 12 month plan before you start seeing the results. And a lot of people are are, are not willing to put in that work. Yeah, it, it takes time for sure, for sure. And so uh, as we kind of wrap up, I was going to ask you for like one last tip. You've just been dropping, you know, massive gold this whole time. But is there one, one thing that you would tell a loan officer, one tip that you could give a loan officer to go out there and, you know, grow their business and, and you know, ultimately flip the status quo on the real estate agents, right? That's what we're trying to talk about here. So, yeah. So the one tip I would say it, it is the one that everyone says, like video, right? Like that's it. But understand this, right? Your video has to be compelling. That's the thing. Is when we talk about attention spans, that isn't bad data, but what the data they don't show you is that when they talk about like your minute should only your your video should only be like 2 minutes and 53 seconds long or whatever that happens to be, it's not based off of attention, it's based off of tolerance. Right? That means that that's as much as a consumer can tolerate something that they're really not that interested in. Sure. Right? So be compelling. And you do that. And the tip is understand why people do what they do in housing understand why people get a refinance. It's not just because they could save money on their payment. It's not. There's a reason behind that. When you tell that reason behind it, 
you will get far more leads and more qualified leads as opposed to just the, the, the what I call the McNuggets, the easy answer, right? right Stay right. away from the McNuggets, go deeper in this stuff, go deeper into understanding why people do what they do when it comes to buying, selling, all that stuff. Be an expert, right? Be an expert at what you do, be an advisor, give that extra level of support, be the hub and you'll do everything. So again, do video, but do compelling video that, that people actually care about. And I'll tell you right now, videos that people actually care about have nothing to do with mortgage or you as a loan originator. Right. I love that. I love that. And so, um, you know, the, 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 the videos, so what would you do? Like talk about something like a, a story and I love you said deeper, right? Talk, maybe talk about if you are talking about mortgage, it's talking about a story, not of how much money they save, but of the things that they could invest the savings into, right? Oh, now they can afford to put little Sally into school right now. They can afford to take Sally to, uh, to Disney world, right? Things like that versus like, Oh, they save 300 bucks, which is cool. Like, you know, obviously people love yeah. to save money, but like, I think that the emotional reason is one of the things that I tell, you know, our clients and even my sales guys is, it's like people don't buy things that make sense. They buy things when they have an actual problem and an intense desire to solve it, right? And so you need to find yeah, that no. actual deep problem, emotional problem, right? Not just the surface level problem. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. So I'll give you an example from, from a loan officer friend of mine, right? Um, did the refi, one, ask the question, why, why do you want to get a refinance? Like what's, what's behind it? What are, you, what are your goals with this? What are you trying to do? And they went into it and they told the story of it, like with their daughter, trying to, you know, they could afford more things for her to, um, you know, to, to, to be tutored in, to help. She's an athlete. They could, you know, give her to, you know, uh, better coaches um, to do that because you would go on, you know, to, to go to, to get a scholarship to college, right? Because that was going to be tough for them to pay for college, right? So wanting to get a scholarship, but also wanted to put their daughter in the best position. On top of that, right, some of that extra money, hopefully to invest because, you know, because people, you know, by and large, don't have great savings in this country, right? So he packaged all of that together. And, and as he was telling me, it was a great, compelling story of what he was doing. The point is, now, if you're going to sit there and tell me that if he went online and told the story and put in the subject and topic of like the reason, like, you know, not to say this is the reason why, which isn't valid and important, but saying, and just started with bullet points, saving money for college, putting da daughter in the best, you know, academies, helping her be the best uh, softball player, right? Whatever happens to be, right? Put that, this is how. And then you tell that story of what you just did as an originator to help that person do it. That will get way more shares, that will get way more views, and I guarantee you'll get way more leads from something like that than if you do the classic, rates are at historic lows, right? Or conforming loan limits this, or yes. hey, you know, 15-year mortgage, 20-year mortgage, 30-year mortgage, right? There's times and places for that. Sure. But if you tell a story about something, there's going to be other, there's going to be someone else that identifies with that. Or you just created a stickiness about a story. That person may not have, maybe have already refied, maybe have already done a purchase, whatever. But guess what? Their, their, their cousin hasn't, their aunt hasn't, right? Their friend down the street hasn't. And they're going to tell them about you because that story stuck with them and they know that you're a mortgage professional. I love it, man. I love it. So awesome. Jason, thank you so much for being here. Is there anywhere that uh, people can go to connect with you or, you know, to reach out to you? I know you're with EPM. So you know, maybe you got some brokers out there that want to reach out to you or whatever. So is there anywhere that people can uh, kind of find you? Yeah. So I'm not hard to find. Uh, the Mortgage X Mastermind uh, Facebook group is the best place to go. If you want to go web, the mortgagexpodcast.com, uh, mortgage you can do that. I have a weekly newsletter that uh, is called uh, the Letter X. 
awesome. uh, TLX. It's, it's uh, comes out yeah, each Monday. Monday is for winners is the title of the newsletter. Um, but yeah, you can sign up for the letter X there. Uh, but I'm not hard to find on social media. So, yep. you know, LinkedIn, whatever, just, uh, you know, connect with me there. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, man. And, and for everybody who's listening, you know, again, Jason said it, you do video, but do compelling video. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans On Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans On Demand.